This is Passing for Normal, conversations with artists, activists, and awakeners about how they are seeding change in the world. I'm your host, Sharon Weil, author of Donnie and Ursula Save the World and the new book, Changeability, a work of nonfiction exploring how to navigate change with more effectiveness and ease. How do you find courage? How do you become more effective in navigating change? Find out when you join us for fun and insightful discussion with some very inspirational people about how to turn purpose and passion into action, while at the same time passing for normal. Hello and welcome to Passing for Normal Season 3, where we're going to be changing the format post-election in order to talk about the surprising results of our presidential election and how people can restore balance within what has been for many a very shocked and uh, devastated system within each person. Um, As the author of a book about meeting change and finding flexible response to navigating change, I wanted to speak with you about how we can find changeability in meeting what is now this enormous change. And so I've asked Rachel Lang to be the guest host. Rachel Lang is an intuitive healer, astrologer. She's a good friend and has worked very closely with me in producing this book and these ideas about how we meet change. So hi, Rachel. Hi, Sharon. Thank you so much for uh, letting me be your guest host. Well, thank you so yeah. Well, thank you so much for for constantly being in this conversation with me about Mm -hmm. change, not just for this podcast Mm -hmm. right now or in the podcast where I have interviewed you, or also you've you know been in panel discussions with me um, from the principles of this book. But um, uh, I really feel that it's very important that uh, we can in our conversation help people. find ways to restore the balance within themselves because uh, my observation for myself and uh, for others that I see and know is it's just been a, uh, people are experiencing it like they do actual uh, shock, you know, from, absolutely, you know, from a personal trauma or like when you find out that a loved one has died. I mean, the physical symptoms of disorientation, of uh, malaise, of um, this sort of rocking back and forth between uh, awareness and disbelief. Like maybe if I, you know, you wake up in the morning and you think, oh my gosh, maybe this didn't happen. Um, Mm -hmm. And it does happen right. I'm sure you've been experiencing many of the same things. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, another, another theme that has come up too is, 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 um, just that it, it's almost as if it, people are, are experiencing this as a grief. Like mm-hmm. they're experiencing yeah. this as, as some kind of a loss. And, um, and, and one thing that I, I, I think, you know, in looking at where does this come from and, and, and how do we get here? I think one of the things that you and I have talked about a little bit is just how everyone was predicting a different outcome. Mm-hmm. And seeing different different poll numbers, different results, and so I think this this kind of it it's sort of the it it puts everything into balance about what we know and what we can trust and and looking at that system right. and I was wondering if you could if you could speak a little bit about that um in in light of 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 well of the subject of change, but specifically like unseen change right, so gosh, you know. I think 
we didn't see it coming. How could we not have seen this? What didn't we see? What weren't we looking at? Now, you know, I live in Los Angeles. I live in, um, in a blue bubble. I live in a blue mm-hmm. bubble in a blue state, right? And right. You know, um, so the people I talk to, um, you know, we're all uh, Democrats. If they weren't Hillary supporter, if they weren't vigorous Hillary supporters, they were uh, willing to support Hillary um, Clinton uh, and certainly the Democratic values, the values of you know liberal ideals and ideas. Um, but it's like, okay, so, you know, a lot of people, you know, our country is deeply divided and it has been mm-hmm. for many, many years. No president has won by a significant amount. There are as many people who, you know, wanted the other candidate nearly as there are the ones, the candidate that got voted in. And so we really have to look at that. Um, but Right. Are relying on polls. I know people who are kind of like addicted to looking at reading all the polls as if to give themselves safety and surety about what was going to happen. Because the truth is we live the nature of life. The nature of our human existence is that we do not know. We do not know Mm -hmm. from one moment to the next what is going to happen. And we have all sorts of ways that we, um, we assure ourselves about the consistency of what's going to happen in, you know, the next day, um, you know, I'm going to wake up and my bedroom is still going to be there. Everything's going to be in place, but the truth is things are changing all the time. And I know that you, you know, you work, this is what you work with. You work with the medium of change and people come to you because they want to be able to see more deeply into something that they can't see for themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, how do we, how do we find awareness? I think is what we, what we, what we have to ask ourselves. Okay. So people say, oh my gosh, we weren't aware. We weren't aware of, um, of what, right? What is it that we weren't aware of? What do we have to listen more deeply to? Um, I think that, uh, the sentiments that, uh, Donald Trump and his campaign, um, we're fanning that are causing people so much concern, you know, the, the, um, the, his, uh, his, his, his words against, uh, against people about immigration, this rate, this fanning the flame of hatred and, and, um, you know, and, um, racism and, and certainly, uh, misogyny and against women, mm-hmm. you know, these are, these are things he didn't create these things. These are, right. these are lying in the tonal, you know, these are all lying in the soil, in the foundations of our country and the foundations of, you know, how we live. It's just that they're, they're in the shadow and now right. they're coming forward mm-hmm. and in a way they're coming yeah. forward so that we can look at them more closely. You know, we don't want to see Absolutely. it. We don't want to see what we right. don't want to see, but here yeah, it is yeah. in our faces so we have to ask yeah. ourselves, what are we willing to see? Can, are we willing to really look at this? Are we willing to really look at racism? Are we really willing to look at, you know, how um, people regard women and women's rights and human rights and gay rights and the rights of all people and the differences between people and the diversity and really regarding um 
all people as equal, all creatures as equal. You know, and what, respect for the earth, too. And respect for the earth. I mean, that's one of the biggest concerns about, you know, Donald Trump and the people that he is now saying he's going to appoint. It's like deniers of climate change. What are they not willing to see? You know, it's and, <laughs> exactly. And the, and the consequences are, are, are severe because we are, you know, those who those who do acknowledge climate change as i'm sitting here in los angeles where it's you know probably going to be another 90 degree day um, in the <laughs> middle of november um people who who um tell us that we we cannot continue on the track that we are on and expect life to survive on earth and so so the um consequences are very grave for not being willing to look and see. Absolutely. So now, kind of pivoting just a little bit, there, you, you know, all these issues that you brought up, there are so many people who are so concerned right now and, and wanting to know, like, how, what do they do next? Um, and so I was wondering if you might... Um, drawing from some of your continuum experience and some of your, your experience with, um, with movement and, and movement and change and, and what we experience in the body, I was wondering if you might have any tips or any suggestions that, um, that, um, that, that, that could help people uh, kind of adjust to the change that's coming and, and the change that's here and, uh, and sort of find ways to, 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 to find healing and, and hope in the midst of it. Right. So in many ways, we have to um, work with ourselves right now as as if we were in, you know, deep shock and grief and um, find restorative ways, restorative practices to work with ourselves in in coming back from a from a from a trauma, from a traumatic shock. And so when mm -hmm. we look at when we look at the most basic way that that we find movement, it's in our breath. Right. And, um, right. you know, our breath has been arrested. I know that I myself, you know, as watching the, watching the election results, it's like I couldn't breathe. I literally said I can't <laughs> breathe, you know, and I had, Me to, too. I had to find my breath. So we have to find our breath again. We have to rest into our breath and into the space between the breath. You know, there's the, there's the inhale and the exhale. And after the exhale is a space, it, there's spaces between the breaths that we can rest in. And in those spaces is where we restore, is where we gather, is where we make strategy, is where things can change and turn. And if we are just breathing in, out, in, out, in, out really fast, you know, and like trying to take action before we have gathered resource again, We'll mm -hmm. be running on fumes. We'll be running on no air. We'll we'll be starving for air, and so you right. know. I know that even right after, during the when the election results were coming out, people were saying, you know, I went out and I looked at the moon, mm -hmm. or I, or I, um, I walked around the block. I looked at the trees. I looked at the flowers. I sourced into the natural world which is even though the natural world is dynamic and changing all the time, it is also, it is a, it is a living constant resource for us. 
and I know like I went the next day I went and walked by the water I, I lived by the ocean I walked by the ocean I I sat looking at the trees, I stared at the stars. It's like, find what resources you, or people were circulating poems. Read something right. that inspires you in some way to remind you of what, you're, what you truly value, right? Yeah, I think, that, I think that, that, that kind of draw toward beauty, the draw toward, um, toward, you know, toward life, toward anything that sort of supports the idea that um, that we're part of a collective, that we are, that we're not alone, and that we're supported in ways that 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 might seem small in the moment, but that are actually really big. Right. It's how do you know? How do you restore hope? You know, I mm-hmm. talk about it in the book about you know having hope. That hope is necessary, and one of the ways that we that we understand hope is that we understand that we do have the ability to restore and replenish and reframe. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to be careful when you're talking about reframing because our ability to rationalize things also comes from (laughs) the ability to reframe, you know, like we can accept anything. And that was one of my, um, Let's call it dismays at at you know at what I was seeing voters accepting in this candidate of Donald Trump you know despite uh, his many flaws let's say um, you know people can people can talk themselves into anything basically and especially incrementally they can go oh well it's mm-hmm. not so bad or oh well he's not so bad and and you know I think that um, to some extent we're going to be asked to do that um, in in um, response to this election and government change. Um, but when I'm talking about reframing, I'm talking about like finding, finding another way to look at things from a broader perspective, or like you say, a more essential perspective of, you know, how does the natural world do it? How does a tree that's been struck by lightning grow again? or, you know, or the forest fire, the, the trees that have been, you know, burnt down, how do they come back? How do we come back? We look to the natural world, we align with nature, we find ways, how can we be more like water? How can we be more like fire? In our responses mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. these, in, in finding our resilience, to respond, and right. we will have to respond. I mean, you know, um, it's time to rest, gather, and then strategize and rededicate ourselves, rededicate ourselves to what we value. I think that clearly this election is a mandate for change. You know, what kind of change and how that change is going to take place is is a question of value, right? You know, right. The Republicans value this strategy and the and the Democrats value that strategy, but clearly it's a mandate for change. The Democrats themselves, you know, many of them were trying to elect a candidate for change in Bernie Sanders. But right. But we need to, you know, in that space between the breath, I think each one of us needs to really find what it is that we value and dedicate ourselves to it to work even harder mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. choose one thing, choose two things, choose three things. 
the day after the election, I gave money to Standing Rock to the to our brothers and sisters who are who are fighting for to protect the water and the land, Native Americans. I gave money to Nayral. I, I, you know, yes. I, I just, yeah. you know, it was a small thing, but it was like, what could I do today to further exactly. what I value? So, yeah, and I wh- think that's the key. It's like, it's like, you know, doing something each day makes you feel like you're part of a, of a move of the movement or of a movement. And, um, and, uh, and, and, you know, makes you feel like you have in some way some, some participation in shaping overall changes that are happening in the country well, not, or in the world. Not only making you feel that way, you are. It's yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. What do you value and what are you willing to do on behalf of it? You know, I think that this election is a huge wake-up call to waking up. It's like we all need to be awake and stay awake. In mm-hmm. terms of what our lives, what we want our lives to be, and and we can't zone out. And I have to say that you know, as much as I use social media to promote my books and my activities and to stay in touch with friends, social media is not a replacement for bodies on the line, for putting yeah. yourself out there for meeting with other people, for taking action. It's not. Yeah, it's great to sign a petition online, but that's not enough. And I think that we get lulled into thinking that by, by you know, staying in our social media bubbles and by, you know, complaining or even, or even taking actions. I mean, social media is a great tool for bringing awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. But it, it in of itself is not a replacement for action. It's not a replacement for gathering with other people. It's not a replace. It's not a replacement. Absolutely. Now, so you're so many of the things that you're talking about today, you're, you're bringing up the seven principles that you've outlined in your book. Like just now you're talking about finding community. You've talked about bring awareness. And some, I'm aware that some people listening today might not actually um, be familiar with these with these terms. Um, I was wondering if you could if you could just sort of outline, give a little outline of the seven principles of change, and and talk about how we might apply them to uh, helping us navigate our way through this change that we're experiencing right now. Right. So you know, when I woke up the next morning after the election, I went, "Whoa." I've just written a book about change and changeability, meaning how to find a more, how to find a flexible response in meeting whatever changes come, personal changes, um, relationship changes, societal changes, um, changes that you want to make, changes that you have to make. Um, I said, okay, I just spent a lot of time listening to change makers and writing this book how am I personally going to be able to use the tools in this book to apply to how I'm feeling right now this morning? And yeah, a real, it was a real, a real application. Yeah, it's like, you know, oh, you want to talk about change? Here. You want to talk about how to meet change? Here. <laughs> yep. Try this one on. Yep. And, um, and I was very gratified to, um, 
to recognize that that it really did help me through and it helped me through my day and so mm. in addition to um the book talking about how we perceive change the different ways that we perceive change and um and work with change it also outlines seven principles that are common to all change situations or necessary in all change situations and those principles are bring awareness listen deeply find community proceed incrementally align with nature have hope and spark fire which means you know speaks to our compelling reason why and so mm -hmm. I really, you know, in looking at this, this is a huge, shocking change that people felt, you know, feel very strongly about. And people who, um, who supported the candidate that won the election also feel very strongly about it. They feel hopeful. They feel hopeful yes. that, you know, change, that change will, will take place in a way that they were hoping change might take place. Um, but so the idea of listening deeply, of really not only, you know, of listening to what, what is the message of this election? The message of this, you know, people have said, well, the message of this election is that, you know, the liberals are not, not really the majority after all, even though Hillary did win the, the popular vote, or that the message is this country is deeply, deeply divided. The message is that this, that this right. election got so ugly and became so emotionally charged that, um, that there is a great healing that has to take place between people you know, who became so polarized because we can't really exist in this polarized state and um, expect anything to get done except more polarization. Listening deeply within ourselves, you know, what is important to me? What do I value? What values do I feel are the most threatened right now? You know, when I was watching the election with a, with a couple of people and, and um, uh, someone said, uh, I'm most concerned about women's rights. And I said, I'm most concerned about the environment. And someone else said, I'm most concerned that gay marriage might be repealed. So like, what are the values that you feel are being threatened? And then of course, what are you willing to do about continuing to support those values in the world? So listening deeply, um, aligning with nature, like I said, you know, really using the restorative power of nature to help you find your own balance right now. And to protect nature, you know, aligning with nature yeah. to protect nature, because, um, you know, they said in the election that the Rust Belt uh, was what really turned the election and, and gave it to Trump and that so many of the people um, living in the Rust Belt, you know, have lost their lost their jobs their the industries that were there are gone um and trump has said that he's going to return those jobs to them where it's probably not going to happen those people are not going to get those jobs back and um right those jobs you know it's like the idea of the idea of you know making america great again by going back we can't go back. We never go back. Change <laughs> continues to move forward. Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of, it's an ironic paradox, you know, to think about 
I want change by going back. But what I think people are talking about is that they want to return to a certain value. And, and I do believe that if we really, 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 really can strip away, um, the emotional triggers that, that polarize us, that there is a common human value that we share and have to find it. We have to dig down to find what is that human value. Um, so, uh, proceed incrementally, which means that, you know, uh, change moves slowly and it moves in increments and, um, you know, especially big social systems like government, they change very slowly. You know, one of the ways that we see it try to change is that, you know, each president seems to be a reaction to the last one. You know, Carter gave us Reagan and then the Reagans gave us, you know, Bush and then Clinton and Clinton gave us another Bush and then Bush gave us Obama and now Obama is giving us Trump right? You know, it swings one way, the pendulum swings another way. It swings another way. It swings another way. And there's a lot of push pull that happens. And there are, there are, you know, legislations that are passed and, um, then challenged again, but, but big, big social systems changes, big government changes, you know, move, move slowly because they're complex and they involve a lot of people. But so, and, but also in terms of one's own, um, stepping into, uh, supporting what they value, it can be incremental and it is incremental. And also in terms of restoring from the shock and the grief of this election, it's incremental. Like you said, you know, do one thing. What do you do? What can you do today? What can you do tomorrow? Um, spark fire speaks to your passion, your love. What do you love? What is your compelling reason? And it may be that, you know, um, that we have to now work harder, that we have to renew our compelling reason with hope and, um, and work even harder on behalf of those things that we love, cherish, value, believe in. I think I hit them all. Find community. Find community. <laughs> Absolutely. You did. Yeah. You did. Find community. So, Join with oh, yeah, others. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Ask for help. Yeah. Join yes. with others. And it's cool. What's what's been really interesting about this election is how many people have joined with others in secret or in private. It's almost like the division of our country is making people fearful of 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 speaking their truth or of of being, you know, of representing themselves in a public way. Um, And so I I think that find community, um, it's like wherever you can. Well, let's that, talk that gives about, strength. Let's talk about fear. You know, let's talk about fear because that's so much of what is running mm-hmm. people right now. You know, fear of, well, the fear of yeah. change, fear of changes that they don't understand, fear of backlash, fear of hate mongers, fear of, um, you know, uh, people in the Hispanic community are literally afraid that they're going to be deported. Children in schools are saying, you know, Am I even welcome here? Um, you know, there's been a lot of fear just even since the election and fear was driving a lot of, of the election and the, the um, rhetoric on both sides, right? And so, you know, fear stops the body. Fear shuts us down. We lock down when we are in fear. 
it puts us and it puts us into um you know fight or flight which is which is you know in right. a prolonged way exhausting for the system it it has worn us down this election wore us down being in a fear state wears us down and so i think above all above all what can we do individually to move out of a place of fear and really i mean a lot of the fear is projected fear we don't know nothing really has changed i mean yes the election has you know we've elected a new president who will take office in january but right now and he's you know setting up his government and setting up his cabinet and oh my god and oh my god and oh my god and oh my god right but a lot of what will actually happen is projected it's this thing again going back to what we were saying about we don't know we don't know and we don't feel safe in the face of the unknown and so we make up stories i'm a writer i make up a lot of stories you know so i'm asking people to really check your projected fears because mm-hmm. really and a lot of times like you i think what you just said about making up stories it speaks to the power of imagination too and that's one thing that you that you wrote about a little bit in your um in your article that was on the live box magazine and um and so and so if we kind of take that take the the that imaginative power do you think that there might be some way that we could could kind of use that creative energy rather than feeding fear to feed some kind of possibility or some kind of hope absolutely you know it's again it speaks to this reframing you know it's like i still believe in the equality of all people i still want it to happen i imagine you know I imagine what I can imagine can become possible. And so if I imagine it in a fear scenario, that can become possible. If I imagine it in a more expansive scenario, that can become possible. And so as long as I'm going to be making up stories or projecting about the future, I might as well project a more positive future, even if it's more difficult to imagine in the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think you can do that too, without negating some of the real concerns. Um, it's, it's almost like holding space, finding ways to hold space for both the concern with that and, and also the possibility. Um, I mean, I think what you said before, now everything's out of the shadows. And we see things so much more clearly now about what has been hidden in our collective consciousness. And so, and so with that, we can actually take some steps to start reimagining or reframing, um, you know, a country that really is more, that, 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 works, that works for all of us, for all, for all Americans. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um coming out of the shadow being willing to mm-hmm. look at what at what we see you know yeah. and um you know here in in uh west la and santa monica you know there's a huge homeless population and there a lot of people are on the street 
one it's sort of warm and more welcoming than a than a colder environment but it's like you know our ability to walk by a homeless person you know whatever that is to to see but not see to see but not address you know that's the kind of thing that we ourselves can can work with within ourselves right yes absolutely and also, and and making that change, making that change on the personal level, then has ripple effects. It all happens on the personal level. It always mm-hmm. happens on the personal level. I mean, I know that we're very concerned about what our government is and and you know the power of government, but really, real change happens on a personal level. It happens on a small level. It happens on an entrepreneurial level. That's where the that's where real innovation takes place, right? You know, right, right. Um, that kind of change ripples through and eventually makes it into government. It eventually makes it into law. But the real changes are happening, and, and we have to, um, yeah, we have to look at the shadow. We have to look at what, mm-hmm. what the shadow has brought up to heal, right? To heal. Right, right. Yeah. So with that, do do you have any sort of um, like any kind of any kind of process that you might recommend people uh, go through uh, for themselves personally in order to 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 help contribute to the, to the healing of our of our country or heal, healing of some of the divide? Well, right now, I think it's incremental. Right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. people are in shock and in grief. And so I think right now, find your breath. Recognize your in-breath, the space between the breath, the out-breath, the space between your breath. Recognize the feelings of fear and grief that are going on within your own body. And ask yourself, is, you know, are my fears real? Are they projected? Are they imagined? What is happening in this moment right now? Because once you can step away or at least identify your fear, your discomfort, your agitation, then you actually are more available to take a, a proper action. And once you have, you know, once you are able to step away from your fear, take an action. Do something today. After you hear this podcast, do something on behalf of what you value. On a personal level, on an organizational level, get involved. Go away from your tiny screen stop texting (laughs) you know it's like yes yeah get involved get involved and keep restoring in the natural world and protect the natural world i mean the i'm saying that it has to be incremental and right now if we don't recognize individually our own personal grief and sense of disruption our own disorientation because we didn't see it coming and now 
we're all upside down. If we don't take the, the time, find the resource to reorient, whatever actions we take will be f- from an imbalanced position. This is what I'm trying to say. It's like mm-hmm. you've got to restore your balance before you can take another action. And, um, you know, what I what I set out to do in, in changeability, what I set out to do in how when I speak to people is help people get back on both feet or learn how to function on one foot and off balance. But it is a skill. It's a practice. You have to practice learning how to, you know, be toppled and come back up like those, you know, Bafo clowns that, that we used to play with those punching clowns. I mean, you knock them down and then yes, come back up. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Um, it's a practice. It's a practice that helps you meet any kind of change. But the idea is that you have to restore your own balance and find ways to do it and, you know, also get help in doing it, find community in it. Meet with other friends, get a massage, have some body work, eat well, give yourself a treat, you know, walk by mm-hmm. the beach, whatever it is that restores you right now, do that. Find balance, find your breath, look at your fears, you know, see if you can, if you can separate from your fears and then take action on behalf of what you value. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I think that's, you know, I think the way that you, that you presented that, I, I, I mean, I, I feel more hopeful just because it's like, oh, okay, these are all things that I can do. Like, this is what I can do. Um, and then the bigger, and then I, I think, you know, the bigger questions of, of what do we do together kind of can, can unfold from that. That's right. That's right. You know, what can we do together? What will we do together? What are the clever strategies that we will use that we can use um, on behalf of what we value and what we love? Mm-hmm. And, you know, including, yeah. um, you know, really protecting people that we know to be vulnerable or protecting um, the environment that we know to be vulnerable. You know, when we don't feel strong, when we feel um, arrested, literally arrested by our fear, we're not able to be in our strength and in our benevolence, right? Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. When we, when we can find our strength and our benevolence and our generosity, then we need to let it extend to those who are more vulnerable. You know, those who have been targeted um, in the rhetoric um, by Trump and um, those that we are concerned about or, you know, the earth that we are concerned about. Um, when, you come, when you're coming from a place of strength and, um, and of expansion, you are much more available to be able to find the generosity to to protect and, um, and defend and act on behalf of, and especially if you need to be fierce about it. And we're going to need to be fierce about it as well as expansive, expansive and fierce. Those are two different energies. You know, 
expansiveness is spreading and dissolving and fierceness requires a certain harnessing and directiveness. And Mm -hmm. again, it's about developing a dexterity between the two that I am calling changeability, right? When you have changeability, you have both. You have the ability to respond appropriately in a situation. And right now, you know, many people have been arrested. Their breath has been stopped. Their body is shut down in fear and in grief. And so again, I say right now, the incremental response right now is to restore, is to Mm -hmm. restore ourselves, Mm -hmm. to gather, to heal with one another, to keep our eyes open and renew our hope and certainly spark fire. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So Rachel, thank you so much for talking with me. And um, thank you. And can I ask one last question? Yes. uh Uh-huh. How can people find your book if they want more information? How can people find my book? So the book is called Changeability, How Artists, Activists, and Awakeners Navigate Change, published by Archer Rare Bird Books. And you can find it on uh, Amazon. You can find it uh, in your local bookstore. If it's not there, you can always order it. You can find it through Barnes & Noble. Um, It is available and it is out there. And um, I do uh, suggest um, looking at it because it's filled with uh, um, collective wisdom of 25 amazing change makers who I interviewed in my podcast, this podcast here, Passing for Normal, um, who are talking, who are speaking deeply into uh, many different aspects of change. And there's so much to learn from them and uh, to learn from them right now. Mm-hmm. So thank you. It is my sincere hope. Yeah. I know along with you, Rachel, it is my sincere hope that, that um, this podcast has been of help in, in any Absolutely. way. Yeah, yeah I, I hope so too. And, and I hope that the conversation continues and, and that um, you know, anyone listening here feels like they can reach out with questions or with thoughts or with ideas and, and kind of keep this, keep this as an ongoing dialogue as we kind of make the transition to inauguration day and beyond right and the way that people would um continue this conversation uh or reach me would be through my website sharonweilauthor.com so s-h-a-r-o-n-w-e-i-l author.com or to reach out to you rachel yes and and uh and and my you can find me on facebook um or Rachel C, the letter C, Lang, L-A-N-G, dot com. Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sharon. Blessings for all of us. Absolutely. This has been Passing for Normal, conversations about seeding change in the world. To find out more about author Sharon Weil, go to SharonWeilAuthor.com. You can also find out more about Changeability, the book, and about all of the guests featured in this podcast at that website. Large or small, go out today and make a brave change. 
Whether creating something new or responding to a changing world, navigating change is the new stability.